Welcome to the 30 Pause Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Clark. On this podcast, myself and a few guests along the way are here to help you navigate what it's really like riding the roller coaster of emotions through that third decade of life. We're here to laugh at ourselves, live our truth, to inform, be fabulous, darlings. So thank you for joining and hop on the roller coaster of emotions and be sure to hold on to your nipples because we're about to enter 30 Pause. <laughs> Welcome. Season 2, Episode 2. Thirty Pause. Guy, can you freaking believe January's almost over? Like, what is this life? What are we doing? I have just been nonstop, and it's really been a true roller coaster of emotions, honestly. I mean, what the haps is me is just like, okay, one weekend, moved into my place. The next weekend, moved my grandpa into my mother's place, so we had to go to Michigan. That's two hours one way. That took an entire weekend. You know, the following week, he passes. So unfortunately, he he passed, but honestly, it's like, oof, it's a lot. But it's also God's plan, you know? So... I feel like I've finally have just been like able to sit and be like, ah, and then this, you know, so life is weird and, and it is weird to, to see that and experience it. Um, and that's honest to goodness what I'm experiencing. Uh, I really think that he was just at peace and he was comfortable and he was like, okay, I'm ready. And that's what happened. So I have family coming in this weekend. I was still really important to, um, you know, stay focused and do as much as I possibly can. And this, uh, it's funny how things work out and how life comes about and brings you like weird instances and LOLs because I was, you know, getting everything. I was supposed to leave for New York. You know, he passed Friday morning. I was supposed to leave for New York New York Friday night. Obviously, I did not. I just didn't feel comfortable leaving my mom. You know, it was just, we knew, I mean, the, we knew the man was going to die soon, just not six days of her moving into his her house. So it was just, it all happened just so quick. So at the same time, I, you know, canceled that trip and just, you know, stayed back and <laughs> did a lot of things around my apartment that, you know, needed to get done, you know, I've had boxes and boxes of, you know, shelves and everything just to kind of curate my home, which is so important to me, curating my space and, and all that hot jazz. So that's the latest, not the greatest, but that is the latest. And I'm so excited um, because I have a fantastic guest on and we are going to have some LOLs and, um, some good deep talks, humble brags, and I'm ready for it. I, you know what? I don't even know if I should be using this because I haven't zoomed anybody in a while, but my microphone is hooked up to the USB. 
So should I be talking in my microphone? Because I have. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's okay. Start over. Uh, take two. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, you're the, you're the one who knows how to do this. I don't know. Corey, I don't know shit. This is, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I'm just pretending like I do, but I really fucking don't. And I That's would light. love for sound and light. I would love for a studio. I would love for all of those things. And that I would love to go to a studio, record my podcast and then go home. I know. I know. And someone edit it and someone it's like, ugh. I have spent hours, hours. I thought I lost recordings like with guests and things like that. I mean, I have been on the phone for three, 4am talking to an Apple guy in Australia. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. The struggle's been really real, but you know, did he have a nice accent though? Yeah, he did. And you know, we had actually a really great conversation. (laughs) I feel like that would be a total Tory move too. (laughs) I'd be like, like next week I'd be like, Oh, I'm dating someone, but he lives in Australia. We met Apple support man. We met. (laughs) (laughs) He lives in Australia. <laughs> now that's a 30 pause moment. Now that's a 30 pause moment. Who are the you? The local dating? guys. Yeah. My my yeah. Next thing you know, I'm on 90 day fiance. That's my life. You know? <laughs> so um, so I, I wrote this intro. So of course this is all fluff, but here I wrote this intro. I'm very proud of it. Um, we both have a love for um the pen. And so I was like, Tori is going to die. So excuse me while I perform this. Okay. She's a singer, songwriter, and band manager, a graduate from the University of South Florida, class of 2009, where we met. Upon graduation, Tori has gained multiple professional gigs and experiences in the performance realm. If she's not playing guitar uh, with Keith Urban on HSN, you can also find her teaching at the collegiate level classroom for young aspiring artists and vocalists alike in the Tampa Bay area. She's born and raised Tampanian who loves the bills over the bucks. And she's the author of the infamous letter to my neighbor. She's a gem, she's a Leo son who dish, loves a McDonald's Diet Coke just as hard as me, ladies and gents. He's, she's, days and thems, this is Tori Fuson. <laughs> my guest, my guest, Tori Fuson. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, Heather. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good that was a lot of words thank you did you like that I kind of flubbed up a little but I did like it you got one thing wrong about me but it's okay I'm gonna clarify it clarify right now let's clear the air raised in Tampa but born in Buffalo Buffalo you're born in Buffalo yep that's why yeah and I mean that way it makes me sound like less that of a way jerk. It makes, it makes sense. You like the bills over the box. Like I give yeah. two shits about sports ball, but well, I'm- my mom, well, my mom was a, was a cheerleader oh. for the bills. Yes, that's right. So it's oh, in my Sally. blood. I know Sally. Oh, how's she doing? She's great. Really good. I love it. I'm glad mm-hmm. her health and everything. Yes. Yeah. Great. She Bless feels good. You know, she went for her, she, or she was going to go for her checkup. She had a cold and they were worried about COVID. So she, 
uh, rescheduled, but she'll do that soon. So I think I'm, I think we're next year or this Mm -hmm. June or next June, we're going to be coming up on five years. So she will officially be like cancer free. Like that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you because health is wealth. And when that's at stake, it is like, it's all bets are off. You're just like, and you have no control over it. Right. So it's just, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It was sort of like, just a big blur in our lives, you know, I mean, obviously important, you know, blur doesn't, doesn't, you know, downsize the severity, but you know, it's sort of like those surreal moments, like anyone who's gone through something scary, um, or tragic, God forbid, but just, it's, it's bizarre to me that that time came and went. And I mean, I lived at home at that point and, um, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. Crazy. Thank God. I mean, I know people are going through this with COVID around, but I'm, I'm so grateful that my mom was, was past it, you know, by the time COVID yeah. reared oh, its yeah. ugly head. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be terrifying. You're more at high risk and you're so much more paranoid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine, but mm-hmm. yeah, health is wealth. And that's why, you know, it's to me, it's like, it's, it's more than vanity for me. It's like, it's really about my energy and how I feel and like the basics, water, sleep and a sensible, like eating diet. So I don't feel like shit and I'm not energy crashing. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. I need my heart rate to go up three, four times a week and it's stress levels. It's like, Sarah, (laughs) it's all the things I need all those endorphins, you know, from elsewhere Mm -hmm. because everything in life is stressful and it's going to continue to be. So I don't want to continue to, and I'm a feeler, everything, my stress is felt through my body. So physically that Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, I have literally, I mean, pulled muscles have had, had emergency chiropractor appointments. I've had, I mean, you name it, you know, because of high intense, like stressful, yeah. feelings, anxiety, all of that. So I just, I need to, I, it's really important that I take my health seriously, whoever I'm with takes their health seriously, or just starts to make the right progress or the right steps in the right direction. I think that's so important. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think we see our parents and I mean, you have both your parents my mom just lost her dad this past week. So it's I like, know, I'm so sorry. I also think to myself, like, damn, I'm 35 years old. That's my first grandparent I lost. Wow. Isn't wow. that insane? So I have that's very, really great. I have very young parents and I have very young grandparents too. So it was just kind of like, you know, by the time, <laughs> by the time, you know, my mom had you know, my, my brother and myself, she, and she was divorced. She was 23 years old. I was graduating college. So it was just, I mean, talk about like generational, like differences, lifestyle, cultural difference, like, like everything, everything. But like, if there's one thing I consistently see from our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, it's just like, your health is, your health is your wealth. And you have to take it very seriously now, because I want to be that 75, 80 year old woman, just like, you know, maybe in an RV with my friends traveling or just doing, you know, well, we all want to be, we all want to be Betty White. We want to be Betty White. We all want to be, we want to be, we want to be gems in the world. And 
and we want people to be in awe of what we've seen and what we've done and um mm -hmm. and that's actually funny that's actually funny because I was I was reading Dolly Parton quotes today yeah and she has something similar to that and I and I just thought Betty also a Capricorn I'm just gonna throw that out I, that's right I saw I saw your post yeah about that. I just love to <laughs> remind the world the Capricorn <laughs> queens that we have upon us as American sweethearts I mean Michelle Obama <laughs> Betty White legends legends right. You know, right. historical figures. Um, Dolly Parton. I think American sweetheart to describe all of you mm -hmm. is the perfect description, actually. Oh, I love that. It, it really is. Like you're, you are all, you all embody that, or you each embody that. I love that. Sometimes yeah. I don't really feel like I'm a sweetheart, but I'm like, man, I am sometimes really nice. <laughs> well, it's not. You don't have to be. <laughs> So like well it's I'm better so nice it's lately as i evolved i think as of late because i'm just like oh that would have fired me up and then i'm oh, like oh you're frozen oh no am i frozen now okay no you oh. were like i'm like <laughs> and then you stopped and i missed all of it but i'm just saying like i i really think that um you know, as I, you know, gotten older and I'm, you know, deep into 30 pros, I'm just like, not nah, worth getting my, that making me upset or wasting no, my thoughts, energy on shit. And you are nice. Like you have, you have a sass about you, you know, yeah, you I'm always straight. have, yeah. but, but in, in terms of like, I actually think that's what makes you pretty American to be fair, because we are free thinkers, free speakers. Mm -hmm. Um, we, you know, we're very comfortable speaking our minds. We're very, you know, uh, pro-feminism and we, when we want to say something, we do. Yeah. And I don't think that that, I don't think that that makes you not sweet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like America's sweetheart would like the Dolly Partons, the Betty Whites, the Michelle Obamas, the, the Heather yeah. Clarks, because these characteristics are, you know, like strength and wisdom and, fearlessness which I think is a good one and I think that you're really fearless because you are not afraid to make yourself into something new like you how many times have you sort of gone back into a cocoon and then come out a different kind of butterfly like you've done it like a billion times yeah you know that's funny I think it's funny to kind of hear it back because you're like I'm like mm, well yeah I guess I have yeah mm -hmm. yeah I have um but you are a sweetheart thanks. hard worker sweetheart and American. Woo! Yeehaw! Woo! <laughs> Back in the Midwest and in Indiana. I was, honestly, I was going to be like, Indiana. <laughs> right back in. Right back. Indiana. Right back to it. Um, Make sure to cut, 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 cut it out. Cut, cut it out. All right, people, Saget. All right, people, Bob Saget. If in guys for the listeners, Tori looks her doppelganger is Steph from Full House. Um, Jody Sweeten, um, Googler. And if you want to know what Tori looks like, just <laughs> Google Jody Sweeten from Full House, the middle sister, uh, Steph, Steffi Poo. And uh, that's Tori. That's I cannot, the resemblance is actually insane. And then of course, like, yeah, 
our generation, you know, we loved Full House. Full House, TGIF, get out of here. Get out of here. I mean, if you were, yeah, if you were an American kid, uh, like an American female, probably, I mean, I know, I'm sure boys liked it too, but yeah, if, I mean, you, that's what you grew up on. That was your thing. Like TGIF, TGIF it was like all of those shows, you know, like mm-hmm. what were the big ones when we were, because I know they, they've kind of fluctuated, but like Full House, obviously, Full House, Step Family Step. Matters. Family yeah. Matters. Yeah, you know, um, um, say, um, uh, say by the bell, but that was daytime. I think that was wasn't Saturday. That, Saturday? that was Saturday. Yeah. Morning. And yeah, then, um, at night, um, what was the other one? Fresh, yeah, Prince, Fresh Prince was at night. Was that a, was that a TGIF? That was not a TGIF though. Okay. That okay. was just another show. Yeah. Of course. Man, we had some good. God, we had we and I mean, we didn't have like things to do besides tv it was like homework tv bed (laughs) you're right it was like read a book you know like listen to the radio that's what i remember yeah i remember like you know how like we have the sunday scaries even as adults absolutely even though mine are usually mine are usually like the thursday or friday scaries because then i have to work weekends but um i i think i remember just being like you had your shows that were your scary Sunday shows. Like you knew that on Sunday night, you were going to watch your TV program and you're going to have to shower and go to bed, you know? Exactly. And Give me just I'm a pretty, But yeah. keep talking, of course. Well, I'm pretty sure that my Sunday scary that I can remember most was um, the Wonder Years. And oh, the, I, you know, the remake is absolutely so good. Is it good? It's I saw great. it. I was like, I need to watch it. It's do so they great. do? Do they do a voiceover like they did in the OG? Oh, okay. Then that does it for me. That's perfect. It's the voiceover, right? Like it is. It's good. really like it's really? very um, Stand By Me. Um, yeah, like it takes you just back now and then. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Now and then. All those. Stand by those me. All, yeah. You know. Oh, we could just. Tori, I mean, we could talk about. It. Tori, we you could know, talk about <laughs> Tori and I live in nostalgia lane and um, we do live, that's our street we live on and we can go, we can go there. We can go. (laughs) Do you remember the other day you guys were talking about Brenda's song and Macaulay Culkin and everyone's like, who is this? Was she on the Disney channel? I was like, yeah, she was on the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Y'all were like, no, we didn't watch that. I was like, no, I didn't either. But I just know everything about Disney and I was like, Nickelodeon. We were, we were whole ass college students during the Sweet Life and Zach of Cody. So babe, I we really, know. yeah. Yes, we were. To be fair, you know, um, I didn't watch the Sweet Life, um, but I did watch That's So Raven. Oh, in college, legit in college. Well, you, have, you have always told me I resemble Raven Simone so much to you. Oh my God. And yes, I think it's yes. just because my expressionism you really know you do act you act a lot like raven like a lot like her character and i love it because you used to make up all of your well you still do but like Mm -hmm. now you've like coined your own language you know all your little heatherisms in college (laughs) no one had ever heard them before so so you know you just invented them and i was like oh my god she's so raven (laughs) that's so raven (laughs) just the pale i'm the pale pale raven what's so funny about raven is um you know I'm a mentor with big brothers big sisters and my little raven crazy right raven raven yeah I love it I love it we're still like getting acquainted and stuff but um yeah sweet 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 girl so um 
we have our tangents. We have our chats. I really, oh. well, okay. So I want to tell everybody what really inspired me to have you on is obviously that just like gem of a letter you wrote back to my neighbor. And of course my January, as I have spoken earlier in the episode has just been kind of like a whirlwind, like move in, move grimp and like next he, he passes, like, it's just been, my head is like spinning a true roller coaster of emotions. And so I was supposed to go to New York this past week, mm-hmm. weekend didn't go, obviously I wouldn't go. And, um, so I just stayed here and really started like working on the apartment and like putting shit together. And I hate mm-hmm. assembling things. I am not an engineer and I hate it. And I want those are the times where I'm pissed I don't have a boyfriend any other time I'm really not pissed I don't have a boyfriend but that's one of the times I'm really pissed I don't have a boyfriend well I don't know I I will say this I think but I did not only is not only is assembling furniture especially Ikea furniture um a a true test girl look at this that's from Walmart I like it honey I talked about the one Walmart don't sleep on it no, I know. I know. Sometimes I do see I'm things online when I'm purchasing. I'm, I'm like really good. I don't know well, who else they're working with, but it's. Do, I mean, do you know what I try to find though? Is secondhand stuff. Mm-hmm. It's already assembled. If I can fit it in my car. So I don't have to do anything. My whole thing. My, I want my office chair. This, this is my office section of my living room. Mm-hmm. I want my mm-hmm. office chair, my bar, which is actually a fold out table. So all I want to find is some vintage, like wooden folded chairs because this table can go larger. And if I want to have like a little few people over for dinner or whatever, I could mm-hmm. totally do that. Yep. So that was $20 at a garage sale. Wow. Got, yeah. It's gorge too. And, um, you know, I want my mirror to come vintage and I want my office chair to come vintage. And I just like, there's like just some things that I'm like, I know I can find that cheaper. I found what I wanted and what works, but I'm like, it's just not, I don't need it right now. You know, I think too, and I'm sure you feel this way. Like I like things to be unique. Um, not that I, not that I won't love a style of furniture and decor and follow Mm -hmm. it, but I want I like searching for my like pieces of decor and things like that. And yeah. I mean, I have, I was, just, I'm probably going to take them down soon because I've had them for three years, but I have my own, um, I don't know if you remember, I have like my own framed um, records. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. spray painted old records gold and got some matte board and framed them. You're another gold spray painter. I also talked mm-hmm. about in the previous episode. Yeah. Spray paint will save everything and make everything look better and oh, yeah. so much more upgraded and a mr clean magic eraser do not sleep on that either oh no right there some, some spray oh. spray gold stuff beautiful exactly exactly that lamp that lamp was three dollars at a thrift store love it and then love i found it a, this, is why, this is why we're we've been vibing since literally 2008 I saw you wearing that. <laughs> so you were in that like jumpsuit, the peace sign, the gray one with the colorful peace sign. And I was I'm like, sure, I got it at Target. I don't know. Uh, you did. Okay, so you did. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Where did you get that? This is that's already I met. Yes. Yeah. She was walking. I knew I knew you were in the theater department. And I believe I had seen you in the class. We had um uh was it contempt or was it before that? How did it be before it that, right? Before, it was before, it was before that. Contempt, so it was, it was like, oh, it was like some history class we had to take. Yeah, theater history. Yeah. Oh, theater history. Go figure. I'm like, some history class. Yeah. 
So, so I, I saw Heather walking into the theater building in the parking lot. Oh my goodness. And I think I had seen you wear just the jacket at one point. Mm -hmm. And then this particular day, you were also wearing matching pants. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I'm sure it's cold as hell. I was like, I love that. I, I want that where I was like, excuse me, where did you get your outfit? You were like target. And I was like, Oh, it's so cute. And that, I think that was it. That was like, you know, yeah. obviously I thought you had cute style. I yeah. complimented you. So and you obviously complimented me, you know. but I think the conversation ended there. And then we went on about our lives and then like, maybe like a, 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 you know, two, three days a week, time is an illusion. It doesn't matter. Um, we were in the green room and it was just, you know, guys, theater majors were just, we're an eclectic group and there was some, and I was the new kid on the block and I was new to Tampa and I did not know anybody in this city. And I went here yes. specifically for this university and I, I was 21. I was so like green to just all of this, you know, and, and I was like, all right, I understand. I get it. I know actors. I know weirdos. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, okay. Level five weird. Level five weird. It's okay. <laughs> and so it was like, it was a lot. And I remember it was like some sort of orientation, like for this class. It was an online class, but maybe we had to be there the first day. I don't know. It was something of that nature, something with hair, probably, because that's really the first oh. thing that you and I worked on together. Yeah. Hair. So it was probably hair. So um, I just remember going up to you guys and you're like, I just was like, I'm just going to stand by y'all because I don't know anybody in here. I'm, y'all, you're normal. Yeah, I was just going to say. I was like, to me, I was like, I can relate. So I'm just going to reach out. Yeah. And then honestly, it's being mean. it does it's not mean it's just not mean it's just y'all it was an energy and we immediately like connected I was like in you're a magnet and boom like I was like okay I can I can chat with these girls like like, let me find safety yes I was dying to find safety Mm -hmm. in a place where I had I didn't know anybody I didn't know Mm -hmm. you know and I guess that is part of like the fearlessness in me. And I was like, I'm moving to Tampa and I'm just going to get out a shit ton of suit. <laughs> not a shit ton of student loans, but enough for me to be like, oh, still owe them. And, yeah. you know, and like go to school and like defy what was the plan that was originally, I think, set for me, quote unquote. And like, I was like, no, I don't want to live in the panhandle anymore. Like I know there's beyond and more mm-hmm. opportunities and and right. so that's really, I really wanted to do, you know, before I was considering the university of South Florida, I was heavily considering Ole Miss. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to do the South, South, South like that. It, that's just not, I, I was like, I'm already in Panama city beach. I don't need to be going there. You, I don't mean to, how do I say this gently about Ole Miss? It's very Southern. It's, it's like, very, it's, it's not I, just like. And that's not me in a lot of ways when it comes to the, the following mentality. It's a follower. You would have been, 
yeah. mentality and I'm not a follower. I can't, I can't vibe. I'm going to do what I want when I want, when I feel like it. Yep. If I RSVP'd and said, yes, I'm going to this party. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm not having a good day. And I didn't go to that party. I didn't go to that party. And like, nobody's feelings are hurt. And that's how no. I, that's my true tribe. And you're not shunned. No. You're not shunned from your yeah, group of friends. No. And I'm, I'm, but and I'm, they're, they're like, they're really into college stuff. So like sororities. Yeah, exactly. I was never interested in Greek, the Greek life. Nope. I never attended not one USF game when I, it is not one, not one. I mean, we were in the prime, like we were a football team. We were the best. Like when we were there, the team was the best they've ever been. We were the best in our, but I went, I liked the games. Um, I just never thought or like found like, like people who would want to do that. It's not like, it's not my idea to go to a a sports event. Right. Like you might be like, okay, I'll tailgate. Yeah. But like, if somebody invited me and like, Hey, we're tailgating at this time. I'm like, I'll come. That was me very much. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but then, but then I did get excited because (laughs) this is such a girl thing to say. Um, the weather got nice. (laughs) So. So I could go out and not be like a sweaty mess. My hair was all like a puffball. And our hair finally cooperated because it wasn't a sweaty swamp catastrophe. Right. And so our summers are just the fucking devil's butthole. They're awful. They're absolutely awful. I was so happy to come home this week to cold weather because, you know, it's like it's been getting into like the 40s at night, which is so nice. Okay. Yeah. Because before I went to Buffalo, pretty sure it was 85 every day in December. And, and I was like, and it got nice the day, either Christmas Eve, Eve or Christmas Eve. It was actually like really nice out. So, yeah. you know, we could have the windows open, and, but I mean, that right there means it's not that cold. Cause we could have the windows open. <laughs> on exactly. Christmas. exactly. And so, yeah. And so then the Christmas day was like 75 and I was like, Bleh. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so, I was, I was, you know, I wanted it to feel festive and it didn't. So it was really nice to go to Buffalo. And then we got like a couple snowstorms, mi- mini snowstorms. And how, how are you guys like faring? We are, we had a really mild day. It was like no ice, no snow on the ground, no nothing. And it was kind of nice because it wasn't like, but towards the end, it gets really windy. That wind, whoo, Ooh, that's the worst. Yay, that wind, that wind, mm-hmm. that wind. That'll like, get you. Then you're like, oh my God, my ankles are out. You can't have, you can't have ankles out. You can't have no skin, zero. No, no, no knees. Yeah. Not even ankles. As I was saying, I'm curating my apartment. You know, obviously my grandpa passes that weekend. This is the great opportunity and weekend for me to like unbox things, put things together. My mom, her friend came over. It's a Sunday day. It's a day time. So that's really important to the story. It's a daytime. So yes. Um, it's reasonable hours. Now, prior to this, uh, a week before or what have you, when I got my TV stand, the box was outstandingly unnormally heavy. I don't know how this guy got this up the stairs, but bless his heart because it was so heavy. Okay. So it's vertical and it's really tall, as tall as like a full length mirror. And then, you know, I drop it on the floor to like start unboxing and it just the sound was enormous and I was like, oh fuck, that was not good. Right. 
And so, you know, but I'll play like my Alexa and I'll eat dinner and blah, blah, and I went to bed. Well, the next day I get a text from my landlord and she says, hey, just, you know, kind of be like, I got a text from, you know, the girl below you. She said there was really a big sound last night. And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. And I explained like the big box and didn't think yeah. you were going to like, okay, so moving on, apologize. So sorry. She mentioned something about the music. I was like, yeah, I can, I'll turn the Alexa down, moving on. And then jump to um, this past weekend. And, you know, I, this TV behind me is so heavy. And so I was just like really nervous about like making sure it's stable to carry yeah. books. I have books and a heavy ass TV. I want to make sure this thing is stable and good. I have shelves on the wall and I'm drilling and I have to find, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find studs but at the same time if I'm not I'm like there's no stud in here and so I got it like it's loud yeah I get it but it's during the day and it's a Sunday and like this is what I'm doing sorry I just moved in like what do you expect yeah. so this is I'm just gonna read just for the sake of the listeners if they didn't catch you know my stories the next morning you know mind you I think I have to, you know, remind you, I'm like, it's been a weekend. Like I couldn't go to New York. My grandpa died. I didn't go to New York and see my best friend. I wasn't like, it was supposed to be a birthday weekend, fun celebration and, and life happened. And so it's like already that. Yeah. You know? So then <laughs> she, um, she decided to just send me a letter on and and post it on my jeep and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read it verbatim just for the sake of the show mm -hmm. your neighbor i would really appreciate it if you could try your best not to stomp around and it is so loud for me in my apartment it sounds like you step as hard as you can with every step you take like you step on your heels or something i never heard the neighbor above me before you and it is frustrating to constantly hear you move above me so constantly for like a day so i'm thinking am i shrek am i that <laughs> is it shrek and fiona up here i'm one person i'm like wow that's a lot of description of the, of the footwork i'm not pulling five six seven eight out here I, there are no irish step dancing rehearsals below <laughs> but there could be but there could be but don't but don't tip me with the five six seven eight <laughs> Okay, bitch. Okay. Because, honey, she's she got the step. Continuing on and continuing on. Okay. I do understand there will be sounds because someone does live above me. But if you could at least try to be more mindful, I would appreciate that. I also would like it if you did not play your TV as loud as you do. Even with mine on, I still hear it rumble through the floor and walls. She acts like I have full-blown cinematic experiences up here. And I'm like, I don't even, I haven't even barely watched TV. You know what I've watched? Episodes of Project Runway. I didn't know that that really. <laughs> I didn't Ooh, Project Runway. I didn't know the fashion show required serious surround sound and now her floors and, wall, her floors and walls are rumbling. Well, you know that, I mean, the soundtrack to that show is insane. <laughs> Those models, when they walk, they just pound their feet. Yes, yes, they walk with their heels. 
it's as if they walk with their heels. Okay, so <laughs> she said, okay, um, I spend a lot of time in my apartment study, studying, and I already know I am going to be distracted by this if I do not attempt to address this with you. Thank you kindly, your neighbor. So she doesn't give me, uh, she doesn't give me uh, a name. So there's no name. She's just neighbor. She's, she's, she's B and I'm A. And I'm alpha, obviously. She's beta. This is where we're at. I'm on top. She's on bottom. I just, it's, that's just how it is. Naturally, you can't, yeah, you can't argue and, with that. And, uh, we can't argue with that. So I just want to throw that out there. So uh, Tori sees my frustration. Obviously, on my stories, I was really seeing red. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is so insane because- it was really uncalled for. Anytime that I had an issue with a neighbor upstairs, and there was two times that I lived where I was the bottom floor person, I walked upstairs and knocked on the door and I spoke to them. And I just mm-hmm. was like, hey, I live downstairs. Like, do you know how long you're going to be? Or can you be more mindful? Like, it's a lot down here and it's 10 p.m. It's right. unreasonable hours. Mm-hmm. I went and I spoke like a grown up, like a grown up, like millennials do. We communicate our feelings and we want to squash it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right then and there, right then and there. Okay. Think about it. This is my theory. Our parents don't talk about it. They just literally let time let you know go by but they don't really like dig deep and talk about it and squash it then and there it kind of lingers and then it's like passive aggressive behavior our generation is like no I think a majority of us I would say are like "Mm -mm, no let's let's do this right now let's face this let's figure this out right now because I don't want to carry this any further than right here right now I really do. And then Gen Z is like, oh, I'll text it to you. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to have to interact in the real world. Mm-mm. And I'm like, and I'm not putting us on a pedestal, but I, this is through my experience. This is like my theory on how this goes. She said she's studying. I'm thinking she's a college student. It's right. stressful being a college student. I've been a college student. It's stress and it, it's a lot. And it's like, you never experienced that, those deadlines before, or mm-hmm. that, that uh, pressure before yeah. all new things, hard to deal with, get it, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt sis. Yeah. Yep. But the passive aggressive letter on my Jeep. So then Tori Fusan, the queen. I want to know your birth chart because I actually want to know what your Mercury is in because the Mercury is how you communicate. And I really wouldn't be surprised if your Mercury is in Capricorn. My do you follow, do you do CoStar? Yes. I'm on it. Oh, we have to find this out immediately. Okay. Yes. Um, now I'm, I'm using my phone for zoom. So I'll let you oh, just, no, 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 I'm, I will look it up. I'm okay. using my laptop. So yeah, it's like a, like a real professional. Mm-hmm. What is your Mercury? Communicate. I fucking nailed it. Your Mercury is in Capricorn. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. 
I nailed it. I nailed it, queen. I nailed oh it. I fucking, knew it. I fucking knew it because we are direct and we're like, no, he, we are doing this now. We're figuring this out now because this is going to linger and you're not going to kill my vibe for the next fucking 48 hours. Take that. Do you want to know what was going through my head too when I saw it? All right. Talk to me. So not only was I like that, like, okay, we got to squash this now, but you know, I am a very protective, defensive person of my friends and family. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you, if you want to say that to me, fine, you do it to someone I know and love. I'm going to yeah, step in. Yeah, I'm going to step in to help. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be condescending, but I won't be mean. Um, and also another thought I had was, what was this girl? Well, actually, we don't know. Be a guy. We don't could know. Be a guy. Yeah. What was this person mm-hmm. thinking when they wrote this letter? Were they, tr- were they thinking that they sounded mean or like stern? Were they trying to be intelligent? Because there were some, there were some, you know, words in there that I thought were trying too hard. Um, and some compound sentences that were not yeah stuff that was just really redundant like anyway I was thinking like you are the opposite of what you think you are writing this letter right now correct let's go ahead and uh, approach it in the same way that you just did like let's let's come back Mm -hmm. at it you know yeah um the word that really triggered me and hurt thinking that she was being nice about this and and reasonable was the word mindful and I love that she said tried uh try to be mindful well really like when you're mindful that is trying you know like <laughs> you don't need to say try to be mindful well just be mindful the whole phrase the whole fucking phrase it was like baby girl I don't know if you baby boy baby girl baby she baby him baby them baby they baby they baby they baby, baby them. them okay so then Tori texts me a couple hours later, after I post that in my stories, and just the, just the absolute, I, you know, you really actually came through when I just didn't have the energy to come up with this because we are so much alike. You are my twin when it comes to a lot of things. So it's just so funny that I was like, you literally hit the nail on the head. I got like, turned on in a non-sexual <laughs> but like women powerful way I was like oh my friends are fucking on it they're great they're smart they're intelligent they're powerful they're amazing I was like every fucking word okay I want to tweak this let's tweak this okay boom <laughs> I was like and to the ex- to the printer yeah to the printer okay honestly so- it was like I could feel that your emotions were <sighs> about to like you know you were like brimming and I was like okay she's gonna like break down right now because you were emotional already about your grandfather and and I like could feel that in your post yes and so then when I read the letter I was like "Uh uh-uh no and also the thing that made me think about the Dale Carnegie book is her or well their letter that they wrote to you you know, when you want, this is, this is like basically the, the rule of, of Dale Carnegie's book in the first place, which is uh, how to win friends and influence people, yeah. um, is that when you are going to someone um, a- about an issue, 
when you have to have a conversation that might be a little bit tough um, and, and you are either like a superior of theirs or you're, or you could be the same level, whatever, but you're, you're coming to them about an issue and you want them to hopefully be on your side and work with you. You don't, you don't attack them. Mm-hmm. You don't criticize them. Um, and you don't make it about me, 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 I, 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 because all you're doing is, is kind of, um, kind of stoking the fire. Like you are making that person, uh, defensive before, before they've even had a chance to be defensive or have anything to like fight about. Like you are it's literally setting the them pronoun. up for that. It's all about the pronouns you use. It's you, honestly, you literally put it back on you. You know what I mean? You don't use the words I and me. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. Continue. And it, and it just, it, it occurred to me that like, this person has to know that you're new because they already, um, you know, contacted the landlord. Let's not forget. They already did step one, contact the landlord. Yeah. Um, and then to not even give you 24 hours. <laughs> so like, it was like the next day they couldn't handle that. You were like tapping some nails into the wall. When someone moves into an apartment, that's going to happen. You know, if they, if, like you said, it, it was a reasonable time of day and, and it was a Sunday. So, you know, nobody was, nobody was, you know, sleeping or, or trying to get yeah. work done. I mean, if you're studying, that's, you're studying, that's you go somewhere like a coffee shop where people will not be or hammering nails. You yeah. Know, when I was in college senior year, Tori, I lived with three other adults and a boxer, an untrained boxer in a three bedroom or a, I'm sorry. Yeah. In a three bedroom, two bath house, like apartment in the hood of Tampa. <laughs> Because this is how I can say our first apartment we moved into with that complex, we got robbed within 24 hours. So we had to move up closer to the leasing office um, in order for them to like have us keep our lease and and we were broken. Mind you, I paid my senior year of college, I paid $250 a month for rent. Wow. Yeah. What world are we living in? <laughs> so, nowadays yeah put that in your pipe and smoke and that was in 2009 wow <laughs> that was so I couldn't study at home I can't no. study at home I studied at coffee shops I studied at libraries mm-hmm. okay so is that different you know for the college students these days I doubt college students are really listening to this podcast but maybe if they are I- I'm I'm very confused here all right so Tori wrote, hello, dear neighbor, allow me to start with a book recommendation, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. 10 out of 10, a fantastic read. You mentioned you were studying, so I thought I'd throw that out there first and foremost. In all seriousness, I empathize with you. I understand noise complaints, and I've lived in places where people party hard and play music at full volume at all hours and day and night. I am not this tenant, nor do I aim to be. I'm simply moving into a new place, putting together furniture and other heavy items and curating a home. I think I deserve to do this. When you said, I think I deserve to do this. I was like, I do deserve to do this. Mm -hmm. So sorry, sis. Tough tits. She needed to <laughs> I should have gave her the pencil. I should have gave tough her the pencil that just said tough tits. Tough tits. Tough tits. And this is what happens when we pay this kind of rent, in, but in this sort of neighborhood. And this is when you live downtown. And this is 
tough tits. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Your letter to me and your reactive banging on the ceiling. Yes, she was banging on the ceiling. So when my mom and her friend were over here and were helping me, they're like, what is that? And I was like, that's my neighbor. And they're like, oh my God. So aggressive. So aggressive. 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 Passive aggressive too, because you don't have the the ovaries or testicles um, to come up here and talk to me about it, right? Okay. So your letter to me and your reactive banging on the ceiling and contacting the landlord clearly comes from a place of anxiety. So I am left to assume that whatever you're studying is very, very serious. When you wrote that second very, that's when I just... (laughs) Do you know that I added it after the fact? I thought, I was like, you know what? It's not dramatic enough. I need to add another very. (laughs) it's superb it's actual poetry okay moving on if you'd like to come by and introduce yourself i'm very cool by the way thank you um we can have coffee i'm a great neighbor i'm helpful i'm kind i'm considerate i love unique people i love culture music movies fashion theater art looking forward to learning more about you ma'am I was just like I was like oh my god are my my nipples hard like what's happening like I that was perfection and she did the damn thing and that's my that's that's my bitch that's my girl so um so I just put it on her car the next morning I went to the gym and, you know, I leave early for the gym. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit before 6 a.m. And so I see, obviously it's still there. So from, you know, she didn't leave at night. She, she didn't actually leave her apartment that very next day when I put it on there because I went. She was studying. Well, she was studying. That's right. And I actually went home for lunch because I forgot my lunch or whatever. Doesn't matter. So I was like, oh, I wonder if it's there. So when I went home for lunch, I'm like, and she's still in that house. And I was just thinking to myself, like, girl, that's a lot I study and it's very serious. And that's very, very serious. It's very, very serious. So, um, you know, the letter, she took it. Obviously she left, the letter was there. I made sure the letter also, just because the precipitation, I made sure that letter was in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, and I I decorated it with some motivational stickers. I that was one sticker was named uh, was it named this one sticker just said "Born to Sparkle," and I know I am. Yeah, I honestly that <laughs> that little finishing touch was everything. It was just for funsies, but also like take it in, sis. Or well. It, it's almost like that's very Heather anyway, but also yeah. like, are you also being like, you know, kind of a bitch about it? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. That was, you're going to be cunty to me and write a letter. I'm going to be cunty to you and fucking and you put put stickers stickers that say, be sure to be awesome today and born to sparkle. 
that's what I'm going to do because I'm going to kill you with fucking kindness and I'm going to make you feel this small and I'm going to make you realize that your irrational thought and your absolute passive aggressive behavior is absolutely unacceptable in the real world and welcome to the real world and sometimes people move in and they make noise and they disrupt your peace guess what the world is not revolved around you hello absolutely absolutely my ted talk Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And I wonder if this person is young. They have, perhaps, to they have to be. They have yeah, to be. I have yet to see who they look like. I've who they look like. I don't know. I don't even know. That's why I'm using they and pronouns. I know, it's true. Because I'm just like, I don't know who they look like. I don't fucking know, Tori. <laughs> I keep laughing at who they look like instead of what they look like. I don't know who they look like. <laughs> Do they look like you know, well, you know Bob honestly, Ross. It, it maybe that, like, like that's like a Fort, like a, a, a is it a Fort Wayne thing, Indiana thing? No, I'm thinking like a Fortian like slip or like a Fort Wayne Fort oh. slip. In the sense of like, I think everyone around here looks all the same. <laughs> all y'all motherfuckers out. Nobody ha- like I, in a majority, not all. And I don't mm-hmm. want to put everybody in this box, but a majority. Sure. Y'all all look the same. Y'all drive the same fucking cars. Y'all buy the same fucking coats. Y'all buy, like, you do the same fucking things. You know, and to me, it's like yes. same, 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 same. And I thrive on my individuality. Like, you I do. You always have. So okay with like being different and being alone because I'm just like, that's where, that's my vibe. And I'd much rather fucking do that than do the same five things and y'all go to the same five bars and fuck the same Mm-mm. five people. And oh, honey, I'm exhausted just talking about it. Are you kidding me? I'm like, that's it sounds, problem. yeah. That sounds miserable. That's, but that's my love-hate relationship with being back here. You know, to be mm-hmm. really honest with everybody. Right. Right. And you. I, it triggers me. It triggers me in a lot of ways because I'm like, life is so much cooler and there's so much more out there and there's, and it's not all this. And like, who cares? Well, it's, um, can we talk about Dolly for a sec? Yeah, we always- Because man, let's see if I get, you can hear me if I go away from this page, right? uh I can't. Okay, because I really like, felt connected to this quote okay. of hers okay 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 so we're now we're gonna now segue into yeah um it because it's dolly parton's birthday you know the day happy birthday birthday. happy birthday she's a true capricorn queen she is actually really just like saying we're all here and individuals and it's really time to take ownership of our lives and our own happiness and i feel like that's what Dolly and embodies. And so mm-hmm. I want to name this segment and do it like Dolly. And I feel like this is something that um, season two, I can really do and inspire to have it be a whole little own segment. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've always been so inspired by her. And, you know, I've always been a Dolly, a Dolly fan, like Dolly, yep. I die, you know, you know me, I just want to be a big dumb blonde. So an American icon. A, a philanthropist, a singer, a songwriter, an actress, a country music legend. We don't deserve her, but we have her because she's truly an angel walking on earth right now. So, so I wanted to ask you, 
do do it like Dolly. I think she's so inspiring. What's one quote that either like spoke to you or that you would like to emulate more of? How would you like to do it like Dolly? What do you want to do it like Dolly? So the quote that really spoke to me was when she said, you'll never do a whole lot unless you're brave enough to try. Mm. And that made, that made me think about what you were just saying, which is that there is so much more outside of these four walls that you live in. There's, there's more outside of your town. There's more outside of your city, your state, your country, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody is saying that exploring further isn't going to be terrifying. Um, it, it probably is, but being brave enough to do it is what's going to help you, you know, I don't know, grow or be a better person or, or just learn about more that, that you don't know about. And just coming you from know? a place of yes and giving it a try. Yes. And, and also I am famously a person who is afraid to do new things because I've always used the line. I don't like change as sort of like a crutch, right? Because I mean, why wouldn't we like change? Cause change could be really, really great. It's just that we're afraid of it because it could be bad as well. Yeah. But if you don't take that chance, you're never going to know. Right. Well, like Dolly, you know, she says, if you want the rainbows, you got to put up with the rain. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? So mm-hmm. we always have to do it like Dolly, uh, our queen. And so I, I know I completely, I, I completely uh, relate and understand what you, cause be brave enough to do it anyway. Be yeah. Brave enough to just say, Hey, I tried and I fucking like ate dirt or I well, tried yeah. and like, look what this came about and look at this exactly. person I met and look at this opportunity that came come from a place of yes. Bethany Frankel's a place of yes is actually a really fantastic book recommendation. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, and it's old. I mean, it's almost like 10 plus years old. Um, but it was one of her first books and I just really enjoyed it. And, um, I think, I think it was, it was a really great, easy read and helpful. I just want to ask you from just 30 pause, like a uh, perspective and, um, questions that I like to ask guests. So has there been one or more defining moments in your thirties where you were like, okay, it's time to reroute and redirect. And this is what I call 30 pause moments. So where you had to like pause and redirect your desires, dreams, and goals in order to fulfill and be fulfilled. And, and funny enough, I think 30, not only is the number 30 as your age, such a defining moment. Um, it's something that you like say when you're 29, like, oh my God, I'm almost 30. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you turn 30, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm 30. Am I breaking up? No, you're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyway, but, but for me personally, as an aspiring recording artist, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I can remember being 15 years old and being like, well, if I don't do it before I'm 15, then I'm not going to be successful. And then it was like, well, if I don't do it by 18, mm-hmm. you know, and you have these, you have these milestones that you aim you know, to reach. And, I call them the timelines of our lives that we just like fictitiously make up. And then you're like, yeah, put that pressure on my life. We like, do. We do. We put so much pressure on ourselves and 30 was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and so to be fair, it took me about four years to get to where I am now and feel like, okay, at that crossroads that we were referring to, um, 
I kind of just took whatever opportunities were in front of me. So rather than uh, beat myself up for not, you know, becoming famous, and I'm using air quotes there, um, by the age of 30, or, you know, or on the flip side, uh, because I focused on a career for so long, and it was a, a unique career, you know, being 30 and being single and not having children, which is another thing you think about when you get to 30. Absolutely. Um, instead of instead of worrying about not having accomplished any of those things that we think are required of us, um, I just said, you know what? Okay, what do I want to do now, at this present time, that is still going to allow me to feel like I'm being genuine? And that was, you know, continue working and booking bands and continue singing with my band. Mm -hmm. And, and then also accepting an opportunity from a colleague of mine, from a bandmate of mine to be an adjunct professor at a college nearby. And I thought if I, and I have, I have genuinely been able to say that I have never had a job that wasn't musical. Even my college job was um, working at Jimboree Play and Music and teaching music and art to children. Yeah. You know, and I have worked so hard to maintain that, that creative side of me. Um, and, uh, and, and so at 30, it was sort of like, okay, my dreams are shifting. And so rather than become, uh, you know, a celebrity and have a life probably full of drugs and alcohol dependency and, um, you know, stalking and, um, you know, headlines and like that kind of that gross life that you yeah. don't always see. Um, I, we idolize for so long. Yeah, we do. It's kind of, I, I kind of because being a celebrity sounds disgusting to me. I have, it's, no it's like an, desire. it's an illness. I think like yeah. for, for those of us who, and, and this is why I think I would be proud to be someone's mentor. Like just because your idea of successful is, you know, being, um, addicted to drugs and, um, I don't know, under a conservatorship for 10 plus years and essentially being like, okay, was it worth it when I was famous to be where I am now? Probably not, Absolutely. you know, and that's, that's kind of the, the vibe I get. Um, you know, a lot of people who were child actors are like, don't do it. Like, I don't want my kids doing it, you know? So anyway, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's like, um, actually this, this has always stayed with me. And I think this is really great. When I lived in New York, um, and I, and I worked and I, you know, was struggling and I had like no money and mm -hmm. life was re really tough. Um, there was a girl I met, um, and she, she said something like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I mean, I basically want like the dream, you know, I want to be like a famous singer. And she was like, do you have to be famous? And I was like, well, I mean, that's the dream, you know, I want to be, I want like, I want to be successful. And she was like, she said, she's like, okay, well, so, so you think that, you know, who, she's like, who's famous right now? Taylor Swift. She's like, you think that Taylor Swift is living the dream. Right. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, all right, well, what if like someone else looked at you and said, that girl's living the dream. And she was like, what makes your dream not a dream? You know, like it's, it's all about like how we, yeah how we see things like the filter through which we view basically the world, you know? And yeah. And it's also, it's like, just because your dream is a dream, like a success is, is a definition that's subjective. Success is always going to be object 
objective. Subjective. You know? Or excuse me. Subjective. Right. Yes. Yeah. So to me, I'm just like, it's up to you. And I think that's what kind of the point that she was making. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it and it was hard to swallow at 24, however old I was then. But you know, 10 years later ish. Um mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. I mean, I just want love and happiness and health. And I want to live in a, in a nice home where I feel comfy and I want to grow old there because it will mean that, that no one's hurt me and, uh, you know, put me in a scary position or, you know, again, like going back to the celebrity thing, I haven't been, yeah. you know, addicted to drugs and have an alcohol problem and, uh, you know, be hurt by someone. No, you know, I haven't been, you know, I just, I, I see that and think like, that's the dream. Yeah. The dream is to get through this life and be happy. Okay. Okay. All right. So next question for my girl. Um, so we talked about your 30 pause moment mm-hmm. and, um, so, so being, I think, I think your 30 pause moment to sum it up is your acceptance of what your idea of success is, um, and what your idea of being a place of yes is in order to be a working artist. And so being a working artist is tough enough, but Mm -hmm. doing it while making it your main source of income requires some savviness, you know? And what's some advice for aspiring artists business-wise that our expensive ass degrees never taught us? Uh Uh-huh. I would say that the number one for anyone who wants to be a working artist is to make yourself known. Um, There is something so powerful about being someone who comes to mind, right? So in, in the arts world, it's so interchangeable, especially in music, because, you know, an artist has his or her own unique style and they put it on paper or they put it on a canvas or whatever. Um, musicians, not that they're not individual, you know, artists themselves, but like how many guitarists do you know? How many bass players do you know? Drummers, singers. Um, when you are consistently like putting yourself out there, introducing yourself, letting people know what you do, then if they need to switch a piece of the puzzle, you know, so-and-so is going on tour and their guitarist can't make it. Oh, you know, who's always like, around and like doing the work is this person, let's put them in, mm-hmm. you know, or I was going to say just the other day, I have, um, I have a musician colleague in, um, Orlando who I haven't spoken to in probably over a year, maybe two years, you know, with COVID and everything. Um, and he texted me the other day and said, Hey, you write music. Right. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I might need you for a project. He's like, we're shopping songs, um, to this, to this artist that we're working with, you know, and then he gave me sort of like the, the wheelhouse of music, you know, where we wanted to kind of write to fit in. And, and I, and I, and uh, now naturally I just started to get like, I started to have doubts, but again, it's going back to that say yes moment. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll call you, we'll talk about it. And well, and those doubts are also like what everybody is like a trigger phrase or word is imposter syndrome, but mm-hmm. we do have that. Like we all, right. I don't have the capability or yeah. I'm oh, I'm not good enough. Consistently enough or I'm not good enough. And you're like, no, 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 you do yep. have that. Right. 
I mean, this person reached out to you, right? Yeah. You have to have, you have to have faith. Yeah. You have to have faith in yourself. The same thing happened with me managing the band 10 years ago. Um, when they asked if I wanted to go from just being a vocalist to a manager. And I was like, Oh my, like at home, I was like scared. I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And then I was just like, yeah, okay. And now I love it. I'm very good at it. Um, and I, and I think that my bandmates are very grateful that I'm in the position I am, you know, because we work so well together, but again, so to go back to your question, a working artist needs to get exposure, put your stuff out there. Don't be afraid because there's going to be a place for you in the art world. You know, it might take you a thousand times to find it, you know, but keep doing it, keep doing your thing, keep putting it out there, keep meeting people and introduce yourself. Yeah. Just stay consistent. Honestly, yourself mm-hmm. out there, shamelessly promoting yourself, which is honestly so hard, so hard for us to do sometimes mm-hmm. because we're so afraid of other people's perception of us. Right. Like who cares? But who gives a fuck? Who cares? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's great. Fantastic. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm, I just, I was like, given the neighbor, neighbor situation, the letter of just pure poetry the universe was speaking to me and it was just like have Tori on and we have multiple 30 pods relatable stories to share with uh our listeners or and I'm just like this is this is fucking perfect now mm-hmm. I mentioned in your intro which I feel like I'm I may have to re-record because I want it to be just like smooth as butter you know what I mean like I'm, I thought it was really good Thank you. I think it was really well written, but now I need to like the tips, the teeth, this with the tongue. I need to, I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I need to get it in my mouth. You gotta, it's that slate moment. Hello. My name is Heather Clark. I'll be performing a piece from 30 paws. (laughs) And, and actually you will, because you're going to be re-performing a part that you wanted to do better. Please. I mean, it, it, we're back in school. We're back in school. Where are we? We're at USF. It's all, it's all, for, it's all full circle. <laughs> I'm so glad um, you were able to come on, Tori. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you um, for having also- me. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Tori Fusan, for coming on. She's a dear friend of mine, and she's just a fantastic woman. Uh, be sure to follow her on IG if you want to hear more about her, her music, and what she does at Tori Fusan. That's T-O-R-I-F-U-S-O-N. That's her IG handle. You guys, I have more to fill you up. Fill you up? I'm not going to fill you up, I promise. I'm going to fill your cup on this neighborhood drama tea. Um it's piping hot. There's been updates. Anyway, season two is just getting started. I'm so excited. I have more to come. Until next time. Bye. Sorry, boss.